Yo. <clears throat> hear me? You there, bro? Maybe his audio is off. It was. Can you hear me? I hear you now, yeah. How's it sound? You're a little low. Let me maybe I'm maybe I'm low. Maybe I'll bring this up. Yeah, I just wanted to uh <laughs> introduce you. I I I think he has a point. His tactics are a little rough. What is his point? I'm sorry. What is his point? Just that it's a it's we're not it's what's the point of marriage to a to a man that's able to get everything he wants outside of marriage. But I think he's more he's more along the lines of if you want to get married to a high value man, then these are the things that you're not doing. Uh, basically, you're not selling the men that you want what they want to buy. You're selling them something else. And I agree with that part. I just don't agree with like a lot of the ways that it, sometimes he seems like he's he's got like a, a a stick up his ass or something, you know. And instead of being all helpful, he's he can be a little bit. It's like if that's the message and you're trying to help women, that's not the way to to help most women. Some women will hear it and they'll you know they'll pay attention to it, but most women are going to be like. Ooh, I don't like, like he instantly, he, <laughs> he's rough. I mean, at the like end said, of the day, most of it. he's a, he's representative of a person who's been indoctrinated into patriarchy that's selling women who are the people being predominantly harmed by patriarchy, why they're not winning in patriarchy it's bullshit you know it's absolute bullshit <laughs> like it's like it's like the equivalent of a white man telling black people why they're not successful in a white man's game <laughs> oh really it's bullshit you, duh. you yeah, think so all right so off top he's disrespectful where did what he's not video listening to her i showed which I watched, video did you watch i watched the most recent i think it was the most recent one it was the Woman with two kids thinks she's the prize, which is already like, oh yeah, like, captioned to denigrate. <laughs> like, yeah, for me, this thing that okay, here's where I am. Children are a blessing. Without women, we would not have children. A woman's value is not determined by her ability to create children. That is a construction by a man who's saying, because my ego desires to have a legacy, mm. I need this woman to quote unquote, be my prize, to be my trophy. And I need the children that she's going to, that she's the vessel to you know, create for me to represent that legacy. And as opposed to saying, hey, I'm someone 
who's happy within himself and is seeking a partner that I can share my joy with and build with. And that together, when we decide we're gonna, we're gonna create a family. It's not even about family. It's about this motherfucker's ego. <laughs> to a certain degree, um, I think he's more on the line of, you know, it's entertainment. <clears throat> yeah, but it's not entertaining. That's, that's the thing. That's it's like, shit. who are you entertaining? Who, like, are you entertaining um, a bunch of people? mostly men. Right. And men are very, very sad. <laughs> like the... <laughs> you think men are sad? Nigga. Okay. If you, if you look at men and the things that men complain about, it's patriarchy. It's, it's people that have subscribed to patriarchy complaining about patriarchy. <laughs> patriarchy. Sheesh. And I'm okay. just like, what the fuck? Like, okay, all the niggas that like this shit are either broke, can't find a woman, <laughs> right? I'm trying to see where I fit because I love it. <laughs> or, or, ha, you know, ha, didn't have a relationship that didn't work out, right? Mm. Or, you know, not wealthy and, and largely wanting to ascribe themselves to the wealth class or not in power, not in control, want to see themselves as like the, and their interests centered, you know, largely egocentric, driving themselves to like, you know, find other men that agree with the same ideology that they brought into. And for me, I think that's all nonsense. Like, I feel like there's, there's far, there's far more men could be curious about that we're not. And we just look, we look for assholes like this who are very much, you know, you know, the status quo, like, you know, factory, like cookie cutter, westernized version of a man. <laughs> that, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm exhausted by it, dog. Like, you know what podcast I really like is, um, do you, you watch um, Mike Tyson's podcast? Every now and then. So Get Mike little, Tyson uh, is this person who talks about how toxic he was right. and how self-destructive he was and how reckless he was mm-hmm. and had to go on a journey to discover like the truth about why he became that way and what he was looking to do and who he was looking to impre- impress and why he was not happy within himself. And then he invites people onto his show to talk to them about their own journey of self-discovery. Yeah. And I feel like that's what every man could stand the benefit of doing, because all of us are really trying to be this like, <laughs> this cutout of a man, this contract of a man, and not living in our fullness. And I'm just, I, I think that shit is is whack as fuck. Like, why is this dude sitting in this like three piece suit in his house, nigga? <laughs> in his house, <laughs> you're yeah. at home, nigga. You're not comfortable. No, like you're trying to stunt, and like you're like trying to get clout. For a bunch of niggas that are like sitting at home in their underwear. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I, just, I don't get that shit, dog. <laughs> like a lot of patriarchy is just really like beating your dick in front of other dudes. And I'm just like, what is the point of this shit? Like not to knock the niggas that enjoy beating their dicks in front of dudes. I'm not here to like, you know, bash people that that's how Man. you get your thrills. So be it. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm not here to impress other men. Fuck other men. <laughs> well, I- I see both sides of it. So mm-hmm. he, it's how the Republicans win. <laughs> right. Gotta look at both sides. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like he, he okay, so there's the Derek Jacksons 
of the world. Who's Derek who Jackson? Are, he's the other cat. He, so he's on the other side of the spectrum where he's telling women that they're right no matter what. In any situation, he's telling women that they're right. Sitting in his car, he ain't got a three-piece suit on. He's just sitting in his car commenting on different videos. That's the whole game for uh, content. I think people do a lot of, uh, if they're not making funny joke or f funny videos, yeah, they're doing reaction videos. Yeah, I've noticed that quite a lot. It's just like topical, you know, news for the culture. I get it. Yeah. I mean, some of it ain't topical, though. Some of it, they'll pull some video from the 80s and go, see, this is what men used to think, ladies. But we are smarter than that. <laughs> we can do better. And he's the exact opposite. I don't subscribe myself to his bullshit at all. But when I watch Kevin, you know who he reminds me of? Yeah. Patrice O'Neal. Yeah, but Patrice was also of, like, but Patrice like was funny, immersed in patriarchy. <laughs> Patrice, hell yeah. I mean, just because he's a man, Patrice. I, don't, was, I mean, Patrice was an unapologetic asshole, right? And that's oh, what yeah. made him so delightful, because the <laughs> shit he said was so caustic. You were like, I cannot believe he's saying this. Number one, yeah. and number two. I can't believe I'm laughing at this. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> I still don't see nothing wrong with it, though. It's <laughs> Number three, That's it's, what like, comedy it's like, is why sometimes. is this dude so angry? And then when you get to the center of like why Patrice was so angry, mm -hmm. right? He was largely angry about this white woman alleging that he'd harassed her, which put him in a really fucked up situation for a oh, large part of his life. that he got. Right. Right. And he took that anger out on all women. And for me, this is what like niggas like to do. They get burnt by one person hmm. and then they take that like rage out on everyone. Hmm. Instead of saying, yo, this one situation really impacted me. Let me evaluate what hurt me so deeply about that situation, <laughs> how I got in my feelings about this shit, why I'm still emotionally scarred what I need to do to recover so that when this position, you know, situation presents itself to me again, I'm better prepared to deal with it so I don't react emotionally the same way. <laughs> a lot, of the, but the thing is, is like for people like, for Patrice, which is really sad about his story, is he was able to benefit it from a lot while being still self-destructive in his life. You know what I'm saying? He was he talked about it towards the, end of, towards the end of his life. You know what I mean? So about his health complications it, and like yeah. how, how much he wanted and aspired to do that he, that he knew he wouldn't have the time to. Yeah. You know, that's a, you know, about about how, you know, he got in his own way a lot when he was starting out. I think his self-destruction wasn't necessarily a part of the way that he talked about women. I think the fact that he got big talking about women the way he did, um, a lot of people gravitated to, to him for that. The other stuff was like the self-destructive stuff was getting into arguments with TV execs. Can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, them asking him, them for them asking him for certain things and him getting opportunities and then just ruining it. But 
you know, he was discovered on, what's it called? Back in the day, what was the radio show that he was on? That Opie they, Anthony? Opie and Anthony. Uh-huh. Like he did that one show and he wasn't like, women ain't shit, women are bitches. I mean, he kind of was, but what he was really saying or what I heard was, look, man, this is what you have to do as a man to keep your girl um, attracted to you. Don't listen to them when they say, do this. You, this is what you need to do. This is, this is the way you need to go as a man. Don't lean on her for your, not emotional support because he, he was cool with that. It was just the, the, the shit tests and all of that. And I think he, he talked a lot about uh, hurt women too. Cause that's where it comes from. Like we've both been hurt, but we didn't take this extreme of Kevin Samuels, Patrice O'Neal, uh, Dante Nero, do you know who that is? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't take that extreme. I guess but, I guess where I'm coming from, Tim, is this. <laughs> What's my therapist says this thing was like when you look at the behavior of a man in patriarchy, mm. you can't um, let the culture off the hook. Right? So we're indoctrinated into this like white supremacist capitalist patriarchy patriarchal culture right that creates this like cast for men to operate in in order for you to identify as man and um we're all we all think that if we operate this way we'll be successful Mm. and the thing is is that that game and that system was created by wealthy white men (laughs) who were looking to control all the resources and have dominion over everyone else, including women, right? Hmm. So when you look at um, why people are angry in this game that's a setup from the jump, it's very obvious, it obviates it, right? So for me, the thing with like Patrice um, that, that is compelling is that what he's saying has merit. This white woman fucked me over, hmm. right? And now that we're like so hip to like how white women operate within white supremacy by having like, like they're, they're aligned with it because they're in bed with it. And they're trying to like, you know, gain some like agency by their like (laughs) proximity to it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) which is why you had all these white women vote for the Republican party in the last election. Right. Right. We see that like they're operatives in this. Like we see that, like, if you think about um, how the Ku Klux Klan rose to power, you know, like during Reconstruction and how the Daughters of the Confederacy decided to like <laughs> support them by knitting their hoods and like, right. you know, creating statues and monuments for them. And even going so far in so far as to like um, uh, helping write like uh, the instructional material and textbooks for school, right? Like learning nonsense. So, you know, Patrice has every, um, reason to be angry about a situation where he's been fucked over but i think the target is wrong he should still be really mad at the white man <laughs> you know what i'm saying like that's where i got my jollies off with patrice like whenever he yeah. started coming for like white supremacy and why you know the white man will never let you win and that, like how the game is rigged like for me that was very affirming 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why I love like Elephant in the Room to this day. Like if he did that shit at DC Improv and you heard niggas hooting and hollering because that's where he was speaking truth to power. Right. Like for me, it's like I can take a little Classic bit of poison church. if it's <laughs> if it's like if the if the within the like the pain, there's some truth and there's some power in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the I mean, Kevin Samuels and all the rest of these like clown ass niggas that are like trying to get their jollies off by talking. <laughs> two women to denigrate women so that like like jackass men can feel good about themselves and still not get women but feel like they could like fuck all them dudes man like how sad and lonely it, are I'm you sorry, dog? Dog. <laughs> like i refuse I, like you ever have a friend that you outgrow and he's talking yeah, oh to yeah you, he's talking to you about like like glory days in the 90s you're like nigga it's 2021 dog yeah man yeah i got kids now dog (laughs) i can't be that's what those niggas are like man that's what it's like listening to them like these dated ass throwbacks (laughs) i'm saying to a time when niggas are like pouring champagne on women (laughs) yeah there are some things that he says where i'm like ooh, i don't know about that i do i just agree with the fact that the women, the, the men that these women want, <laughs> first of all, it's a small amount of these men. It's like one to 5%, all sixes, right? Six pack, six feet, making six figures. Mm, I got these are the, the men. <laughs> that? I got two of the three, I was so close. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like you, these are the men that you want. But you and I know, as far as choices go, oh, we have quite a few. And yeah, but again, Tim, you're speaking about how patriarchy benefits men, <laughs> and women are ex- getting the short end of the Expound on, like, talk more about patriarchy, because I'm just talking about the women that are attracted to us. Like, we have choices, right? I'm not talking about, like the hierarchy or uh, society itself. I'm just talking about when I'm scrolling through uh, uh, Tinder. Yeah, or when I was. On the apps. I don't even know what that, that life is. <laughs> but that, that's what I'm saying. But explain to me what you mean by patriarchy in this sense. Okay. Because so women, I'm thinking it's- Women don't have the same, um, wealth of choices you're arguing that men that's what i'm saying right yes that's that's what that's how patriarchy works by design (laughs) (laughs) okay all right so that's the argument because so so men have a wealth of opportunities and choices to rifle through until they decide like which one's going to benefit the ones you're talking about people being in a place of privilege and the people that aren't in a place of privilege getting hosed because of it like that's 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 what patriarchy is so for me it's like um if i think about the root of what you're saying right you're talking about dating talking about coupling you're talking about um, being partnered about someone choosing you you know choosing someone why do you gotta believe in that bullshit in the first place like that shit all comes from religious fundamentalism it all comes from a society that's like baked in like centuries of 
men controlling all the resources and power and having dominion over women and women in order to like gain any like foothold in society having to assign themselves to a man that's where all of that bullshit comes from like it's not just talking about like the the biological imperative that says oh you know <laughs> you know this male part goes into this female part so we can create more people you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because we know from the truth about men is that men will fuck anybody and what we've learned from women in this pandemic is they'll fuck anybody too because right. this shit. So people, <laughs> people are okay. People when they're pushed up against the wall, <laughs> like when they're very like on their own and isolated, aren't really operating the same way that society deems them deems them appropriate. They're like, you true. know what? I'm gonna be a lot less discerning now because this <laughs> hole <laughs> has not been filled. Needs to be filled. And the niggas are like, I need to fill that hole. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot easier to fit at home. You got niggas so, looking at their roommates like, you know what, you, you know, <laughs> that, the dishes have never been cleaned. <laughs> but, but you know what though? <laughs> so I'm thinking of, so you're talking about marriage. No, I'm talking about- Cause that's what- All of it all of it like um there's a lot of media now that talks about women or that presents women like masquerading that they're in a relationship with a man so that they can have you know power so they can move through the world in a certain way if you look at like yeah. um that's a uh, i feel like that's patriarchal too of course like it you is. have to be in a relationship men and women though if you yeah, want to move look, up in your company men yeah. have to be married to be considered a serious candidate, yeah. but women and, also. And women are invested in it too. Like you'll hear women that have decided to put off um, starting a family because they know that will impact their choices. Right. Um, and this is a very legitimate argument that's very warranted and has merit. You know what I mean? Like um, this book I read recently called The Ethical Slut, which I fucking love. <laughs> and it talks about- Who um, wrote it? Oh, I don't know, two white ladies. <laughs> of course that was my point <laughs> and you know how i am where i am with white people but this book is actually pretty profound because it talks about like how we move through the world and what is it we want you know what i'm saying like when we're when we're looking to um either cruise or hook up or whatever or what have you you know what i'm saying or a couple or what have you um <laughs> one of the things that it offers is that this notion of safe sex. Um, and it offers this like um, the statement that safe sex is sex that should be clean, safe and joyful, right? The safe sex that we know and operate under has never been safe for women because it always comes with a consequence or a potential for danger, right? The consequence is either STD or a child or the threat of having, you know, a person who's who's not caring and kind is going to take advantage of you and rape or assault or abuse you and so when we think about sex it's often centered around the interests of male you know what i mean penis and vagina hmm. instead of sex is being this like full course meal of like everything that leads up to the state of arousal and that precedes intercourse and everything that follows intercourse like a lot of people would say like intercourse being like male part and female part if that doesn't occur then sex wasn't didn't happen but that's nonsense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, because like, there's 
You can yeah. remember a time when the woman sat on your face and you were like, yo, that was the best night of my life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. So for me, it's just like um, when we get into this like notion of where women operate in the world and how much agency women have and what women's value is, you have women and men both operating in this space where I'm saying, well, what's, where's the man in your life? Yeah, 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 you're all this, but you ain't got no nigga. That's how they do right. Oprah to this day. <laughs> Oprah had to put right. Stedman in the West Wing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, to, just, to, just to have enough clout so she could hang, hang out with Gail, you know what I'm saying? Without people asking her questions. Enough, that shit is yeah. just ridiculous to me. <laughs> just let Oprah be happy, you know what I'm saying? Can she be happy, niggas? Like, what's the, what is the deal? No, she's too rich. And I, I guess that's like the thrust of what I'm, all I'm offering, Tim, is that nobody's happy with this current system that we're all under, that we've all been indoctrinated and conditioned into. And that's why you have angry, small, small dick energy men like, like, like that dude you showed me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kevin Samuels. Like, Kevin Samuels <laughs> cutting off women in the middle of their introduction. Like, <laughs> Like, nigga, fuck you, dog. <laughs> you and you're See, like fucking three-piece dollar store suit, man. Like, nigga. <laughs> the women that you're gonna get don't even like you. They, you're, they're not even, they don't even know who you are because you're over here masquerading as this character for your fuckboy fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> who gives a shit what you think about me? I knew like this, you had uh, an just, interesting take on it. I just can't stand it, dog. Like that shit is so whack to me, dog. Like it's like if Jay Z was still like rapping about selling drugs. Like nigga. <laughs> you know yeah, saying? we know you married, dog. Nas, you, Puffy, and Jay are all billionaires now. Stop it with this shit. <laughs> right. Talk about some other shit, man. Or just get off the scene and produce some, you know, up and coming indie artists that you wanted to be when you were starting, but couldn't because the industry demanded you be this way. Because that's also in service of patriarchy. When those white men were running the companies that <laughs> made you just enough to get by. <laughs> right. I knew you'd have an interesting take. <laughs> just, I just, I'm entertained by it, like in the capacity, same capacity I'm entertained by like UFC. Mm. Like there's something primal about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like look at that's this nigga. what I like about it. Look at this nigga act like an ass. Yeah. <laughs> but I get that feeling, like that cringy feeling. Yeah. Sometimes. And I'm like, I like the message, brother, but I mean, do you do you have to cut them off? I get cutting them off at certain points, because some of them are calling in to play. And you can tell the ones that, that are just calling in to, to mess with him just so he can curse them out. But I mean, some, some, some people them, have certain kinks, I guess, where they want to be like barked at and like told what to do. You know, I'm sure there's some like SM into that, into that shit from ladies into that. I've certainly met a few ladies into that. Um, mm -hmm. but, but I guess, I guess where I'm at is like, is it why is it entertaining? You know what I mean? Like, why are we entertained by it? It's like it's, it's like when you watch like um, you know, when you're scrolling through social media and you see something by the shade room and you're like, 
still, but you still look at yeah. it. You're like, you still look at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would never do this type of investigation, <laughs> but I'm glad y'all did. I'm glad y'all looked into it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's like, we talk about this a lot, you know, trying to raise a daughter, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the, the fuck where you were in the past and you're like, damn, if I don't get my shit together, she's going to be attracted to niggas like me. Right. And that's scary, yo. You're like, oh, like I, I don't want that to happen to her. You know what I'm saying? I would I would hate for my daughter <laughs> to have a man like me in her life. You know what I'm saying? You start to reflect. I'm you debating, to man. Interrogate. Like, why did I become that way? Do I still feel this way? Why did I operate? Why did I make those choices? Do I still want to make these choices? I mean, we, we became that way because we got shitted on when we were teenagers. I think everybody starts at the same level. We all start off being nice. And then you realize, oh, I can't be that nice. Like I gotta be mean. And that's your twenties as a dude anyway. I think that- And then when you hit thirties, you kind of go through still a little mean. And then you go, why am I so mean to these women? Why am I so? I don't need to be mean to anybody unless they get shitty with me. And then you go from there. So, you know, I've been on my spiritual journey over this past few years. Right. Yeah. And one of the spiritual tenets is like the universe reflects back into the world, the energy that you put out. Right. Reflects back to you, the energy you put into the world. Mm -hmm. So if you're on this, like, oh, I got to be mean, then you're not even going to see the women that are meant for you in your kind, loving space. You're not even going to notice them. They're not even going to be made aware to you because you're too busy trying to be mean and you're attracting these mean women who have also been like, you know, uh, hardened by the world, hardened their hearts by the world. That's who I attracted. The thing (laughs) is, when I was in my 20s. But for me, it's just like, I I refuse to be the nigga that I was in my 20s and my 40s. That nigga, if he came in here right now, man, I would sit his ass down and be like, here's why you're an alcoholic. <laughs> here's why you're problematic as fuck. Right. Here's why, you know, you you got the wrong women in your life. Here's why you're so angry and, uh, and unhappy, you know, and upset oh. and sad. And here's the things that, like, that you think that you want. And here's the things that you need. That you really, yeah. <laughs> you should have listened oh. to your mom a long time ago. <laughs> Your dad wasn't always wrong about everything. <laughs> and, and yet, you know, you, you fell yet, for the okie doke trap of the girl with the fat butt with this nice yep. smile that you met in yep. the club. Like that chick that you passed by in the library, she was she was for you. <laughs> the one that she met in Barnes and Noble, nigga, the one at yeah. church that you've been batting your eyes at for like the past three years, that was the yep. one. <laughs> The bad one that's wearing glasses, yeah, that's the one. That was the one. You didn't talk to her. She had on glasses. Right. The one that had acne, but now yep. is 23. <laughs> or <Yep>. 20. <laughs> that's the one. Now that it's you... like 36. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you bad know, as hell. Right. Two kids. Yep. Still married. Bad. Married to a nigga that you could have beat, like, just like blown in the wind. That nigga would have fell How over. Many... <laughs> How many, how many women from your past 
that you didn't get a chance to mess with, but wanted to, are hitting you up now, like that see you on Facebook. I don't want to disclose because, you know, I'm still in a precarious but, space of separated, but I will say this, the, the beauty of being in your 40s is that you feel like you <laughs> you, you have your, your youth still. Yep. And the, the breadth of what's available to you is, is unimaginable. <laughs> <laughs> like it's un like if I could have known that my forties would have been like this in my twenties, I'd have been I would have just I would have just laid low, stacked bread, worked on myself emotionally, <laughs> and mm-hmm. just and just plotted let's let's like just got myself to a point where I was just ready <laughs> and fully present. Cause I've met the choice. I can't tell you like I can't tell you how many like PhDs I've dated. Or like mm-hmm. women with their money up, owning homes, fancy cars, like mm-hmm. they love to travel. The yep. 90% of the women I meet now are all like, I love to cook and hang out and, you know, <laughs> go for yeah, walks. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, what happened to y'all? What where this? was all this? Where was all this? Where were y'all? <laughs> when, when I was 20, where is this? And healthy money. Right? And didn't want to go outside. <laughs> right. And it's, it's, you know, it's the, it's so wild, bro. Cause it was, it's just like, I was thinking about this earlier, man. Like the, a lot of us men, women alike are just caught up in this fear of like being alone and having to deal with mm. ourselves. And so we think that like, if we get into a relationship it'll save us from having to deal with ourselves. And then we find ourselves in these relationships where we're unhappy. That shit is just really sad. And I like the people that have like taken the time to, to deal with themselves and are fully comfortable with themselves and are happy with who they are and just want to share their happiness with somebody else. Those are the women I'm meeting now. That's what the 40s is really a, like. That's that shit is this shit is dope. Like they're like, you know what? I don't have all my shit together, but the shit that I don't have together, I'm working on and I'm happy with where I'm at. And you're cute, and I like how you talk to me. Can I take you out? That's the shit that flips me on my head all the time is when they're like, can I take you out? <laughs> just like, wait, the game is like this now? <laughs> yeah, but that's a dangerous one though. Shit. That's that's the one that'll get you in trouble. Nah, not at all. Like I had a babe say, look, she said, hey babe, you don't need to spend money on me. She said, she said, look, you got your, you got kids. I was like, what part of the game is this? <laughs> This doesn't add up. <laughs> Can I tell you as a, I'll give you the problematic answer, right? Mm. Give That's me the, what is his name? Game. Kevin Smallbeck, uh, what's his name? Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin what? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just what I think, what I thought before him. I, I just like him because he reminds me of what, um, he just kind of a breakout uh, like Patrice was, okay. but my problematic answer. It's the part of the game where in a few years, when y'all are still together, she will eventually go, this nigga didn't even pay for my first date. It comes up later. Yeah, I don't believe that at all. See, the it doesn't just is, go away. That's fair. Do you, do you believe in, um, this is again, getting to the spiritual practices. Do you believe in the, like, words have power? Words have power. Yeah. Um, like the like in the biblical tenant, it's like you with 
um, you can speak life or death with the power of the tongue? No. All right. So it's like you create the world, you can create the world. Um, you can make manifest the world that you like speak. Like the, the words that you speak have power and they go into the universe and they, they send reflections, it. reverberations, and those things right. like can create things. And for me, is I'm very careful about the things that I like that I would say. I would never say this is gonna come back to bite me, because then I'm just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> so I'm not gonna do that. What I would do is be like, man, I'm so thankful to have met this babe who is not concerned about my pockets at all and is fully comfortable with herself where she is financially and just likes to hang out. I'm so thankful for that shit. Cause I don't even have to think when I'm going out about like, you know, do I have enough bread to cover this? <laughs> like, I'm just out here having a good, I'm literally just having a good time. I'm not even thinking about the money I'm spending now. Cause I know I'm just having a good time. It's like when I'm hanging out with my nigga, but at the end of the day. <laughs> you know what? I, I get can't to go home. say whether or not it's true but I will say that in my 20s, mm -hmm. if I've gone on a date mm -hmm. and they paid, mm -hmm. we didn't end up together. But that's, once again, that's my 20s. What I'm thinking of now Hold on, hold on, is, hold on, before you finish, before you finish. What does end up together mean? Um, I mean, at this age, I would say just, together exclusively so what? back then maybe it's just I you just say, wanted to have fun what's that maybe y'all were just having fun maybe that she wasn't meant for you no 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 like we didn't have fun like it wasn't a fun <laughs> after look after <laughs> and i was in the army too I, I think it happened twice after one time i just forgot my wallet all right oh tim and, you pulled that one dog <laughs> no i just i just forgot it once again I was just 20 and I was like 19, 20. You went on a date and forget your wallet out. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, for real? That's what, that's what she pulled. Hilarious. She was like, for real, you forgot your wallet and you want to go to the most expensive day. It was like to the movies, but for us at the time, it was expensive. Oh, movies that run your pockets for sure. And your oh, 20 yeah. movies is like a $60 date. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't no joke. The other time, I just didn't have no money. I had my wallet. I just didn't have no money. Now, let me anyway, ask you this. Let me ask you this. Go ahead. Were you comfortable sharing with the babe that you didn't have money? Um, In advance? You know what? I don't think it was about that. So the first time, I didn't I realize that this I forgot multiple it. times. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize I, I forgot my wallet <laughs> until we got to like the movie theater. You know, this is before, you know, we old. So we have to go to the movie theater and buy the tickets. It wasn't no online ticket purchasing, none right. of that shit. Right, right, right. Uh, but the second time <laughs> I was like, <laughs> let's go to the ATM. <laughs> Let's see if I got some cash in there. And I didn't. <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to have none. But <laughs> so you did. So you knew you didn't have money. So that to answer the question is, the question again was, did Probably you feel not. comfortable saying to the babe that you didn't have any no, money? I All didn't. right. And why didn't you? Because 
I thought, oh, she's not gonna like me now. Or she's gonna think that I did this on purpose. Okay, and where does that like, come from? This idea that she wouldn't like you because you didn't have any money, because you're broke? My dad. Okay, and where did he get that idea from? Oh, probably the patriarchy. Is that what you're trying <laughs> to <give me> say? <laughs> My dad got it from the patriarchy, Russ. Is that what, what you're trying to get me to say? <laughs> your idea of how manly you'd no. be in the eyes of this woman was based on your like checking account balance. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Back then, yeah. Back Everybody's then. broke as fuck in their twenties, dog. Everybody. How many times do I have to tell you how <laughs> fucked up I was when I was in my twenties? But here's my what parent, I'm saying: like, obviously, I'm still a little fucked up now. If a nigga like Kevin Samuels, <laughs> that's what I'm. But this is what I'm. This is what I'm saying to you, Tim. The side of you that that is that he appeals to is that twenty year old version of yourself. Interesting. Right. And that's what I'm saying is okay to recognize as a, you know, mature adult is like saying, Hey, you know, this part of me likes that because that this part of me is still unhealed. This part of me is still dissatisfied with what happened with that date. Cause I either didn't get to hit or I'm not married to her or she's married to some fuck boy. I know I could have like tossed up over my hip you know what I'm saying? <laughs> with three babies that look just like me. <laughs> and that nigga looks like me. You know what I'm saying like, that's, that's that part of you. That's the ego. For me, it's yeah. like what I like what I like seeing now. And this is man, this shit is like almost makes me emotional just thinking about it. The women that I'm meeting now are so quality. And I just didn't know they existed before. They'd always been around. I just yeah. like I hadn't even like considered. Because I was why we have so many choices. No, it's not about it's <laughs> I was talking to There's a good so friend of mine. Quality women. I cut you they, off. Go ahead. Talking to a good friend of mine, and they were talking about college. And um, you know, I went to Howard University, which I plug every time I'm on your show. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, 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 I have to. Um, <clears throat> you know. And and there's at the time I went to Howard, the um, girl to guy ratio was like 16 to 1. So there's thousands of women from all parts of the planet just every spectrum of beautiful and um <laughs> what you do in your 40s as a howard grad is turn on the television or go watch a movie and see these women as the starlets <laughs> like mm -hmm. you, you know what i'm saying and you're like wow i went to i went to class with her i always had a crush on her i never you know i never said anything to her or it's another shorty over there that like you never you never you you recognize from the yard but you didn't really see her and now she's like the <laughs> she's like the Essence Magazine, you know what I'm saying, producer, like chief editor or whatever, you know, this, that, and the other. And what my friend was offering me is like, what you choose to see is, is important. Like who you are actually seeing tells you a lot about who you were at that time. And it's just mm -hmm. the, the same, the same um, principle as like, um, you know how your friend buys a new car that you've never seen before. And then they get that car and then you, you, you see it everywhere because you're aware of it now. And that's the mm -hmm. thing about like, like with these, I'm assuming with these dating apps, like, you know, you're probably swiping on things that are still largely appealing from that like id, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this big titties, oh, thin waist. Oh, you know, this is the person that I can show off to like my family. 
Yep. What I would do, I think, if I was on a dating app, is swipe everybody. <laughs> I would just be like, <laughs> <laughs> and just see what happens, dog. Right. Just see what happens. Which I mean, you know, as a as an older nigga now, like women choose you, to and you would be degree. you would be astounded at the women that choose you. Especially yeah. now you got the goat, you know what I'm saying? Like your beard growing, you got the glasses, Tim. You know what I'm saying? You got a baby, you got a baby girl at that that you take good care of. Like, nigga, these women are out here, dog. They're out here, son. So. These Kamala Harris types. You think Kamala Harris would have ended up with a nigga like Doug? <laughs> <laughs> Kamala had fun in her 30s and 40s, dog. Don't yeah, get it twisted. Dating, uh, she was dating Montel. <laughs> uh-huh. Kamala had fun, right? Good. And I'm then, glad she had fun. Yep. I so, know, but this is this is the toxic side of me. Whenever I see a black woman with a white man, I'm like, she's still single. <laughs> and that's I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to work on that. Bell Hook said that um, anytime that you're unhappy or disapproving of a black woman with a white man where she's clearly happy it's because you're still comparing yourself to the white man so i was like "Ooh, drag me bell hooks gather me put me together <laughs> i think, I I don't think know. we we still got a lot of work man we do have a lot of work i you know 42. i'm not 42 y'all and still but we know it now. But we're also we're doing the work. The thing is, is like, um... <laughs> you know what it is? Like the, the, you know what the work is? <laughs> the work is like the trash that you gotta. I gotta take this out, man. I don't feel like it right now, though. Yeah. <laughs> but you know it's there. <laughs> My therapist says this thing. He says, uh, "You can't fix what you're not what you're not willing to acknowledge." And acknowledgement is the first part. Ownership is the second part. Yep. And then once you acknowledge and own, then you can do the work. And you know, that takes some time. Sometimes you want to, you know, marinate on that shit for a little, for a little bit. Oh man, I can't believe I did that shit. <laughs> I can't believe I was like this. You know, for me, I'm, um, what I'd offer to you is to be more compassionate. Mm. For your, be less judgmental for yourself, for who you were in your twenties or, you know, even who, you know, you may be now. You know, you're still learning and growing, dog. Shit. I mean, a couple of years ago, nigga, I was, <laughs> I, I was worried you weren't going to be around anymore a couple of years ago, dog. So the fact that you're like willing to like sit in this space now and reflect on how to be a better you after having that experience, that's beautiful, yeah. dog. That's fucking beautiful, yeah. man. I mean... I wasn't gonna take it that far. I'm sorry, man. I've been I've been sitting in the house and doing a lot of reflection. I've been like really like tapping into my emotional space, and like I just speak out of the fullness of my heart now. And that just came up. I had to say it. I was like, I don't, I don't know why this is coming up. This is my nigga. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I appreciate about you, though. You always give me like another perspective, because I usually don't reach, meaning. Mm. I see something that I like. Let's, I mean, we started with it. I see the whole Kevin Samuels thing. I see the black manosphere on YouTube. 
a lot of these guys, I see the anger in them though. There you go. Me being 42, I see the yeah. anger in them now. Why are you so mad? A lot of these guys are in their 40s. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Samuels is 51. Like, why do you hate Another, women so much? Yeah. <laughs> it, that's what I think. Like, what, but, why do you hate them so much? <laughs> yeah. That's, I'm like, why do I hate part of me? And then the other part of me is like, yo, he got a point. <laughs> it's still, it's still there, man. It's been dormant. Maybe that's what it is. Cause Patrice would always, I always felt something when Patrice would, um, and even then I was like, man, he's rough. If he could say that like this way, he would get a lot more results, but he's got a, he's definitely at a point. And yeah. he's, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Even with like shady uh, situations. Um, For me, that guy is Paul Mooney. Hilarious. Like Paul Mooney was just like, <laughs> I remember seeing him in college, dog, at the DC <laughs> Improv. And this niggas got on stage and said, this show is not even going to start until half the white people walk out. <laughs> then he just started <laughs> going in on white people. And these, oh, the way that these white people had, like hit the mass exodus, dog, it was, mm. it was, it was beautiful to watch, dog. And then he just, <laughs> he just stitched together this tapestry of like black power movement meets like I was just like ah go off Paul Mooney but I didn't we understand like what Paul Mooney's journey was yeah you know being a gay man well and he a black was man. he was in love with Richard Pryor he was angry that Richard didn't want their relationship to be public mm. he was um profoundly talented Nigga could dance his ass off, sing, tell jokes, act, write, all of that. Mm -hmm. his, this nigga was like, um, wasn't he like the Universe Soul Circus, like ringleader or some shit at one point? Or like, um, Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney is phenomenally talented, dog. And, and Richard Pryor is phenomenally talented. Them niggas could have been happy as fuck together. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Richard Pryor could have like, Richard Pryor talks in prior convictions about like how much he loved dating men, you know what I'm saying? And how like free and liberated he wanted to be, but he couldn't, you know what I'm saying? And what does that do to you where you can't be the person that you wanna be? What does that angry <clears throat> anger and bitterness do to you? Maybe that leads to you to wanting to kill yourself, you know what I'm saying? Do heroin. And, and if you take that bitterness and you cake it in 40 years of steeped like, <laughs> like oppression, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And violence, and then you put that on a microphone, where largely your success is like hinged upon white people enjoying you, yeah, you're gonna be angry. Yeah. So I'm with it, dog. I'm like, I'm with that part of it. But for me, it's like, <laughs> I'm trying to deal with this <laughs> notion of is a is a healthy, balanced comedian even funny? <laughs> like, I've where been, does it come from? I've been trying to watch like, um, uh, What's that joint? The new joint with Zendaya and John David Washington is on Netflix. Ugh. I want to watch it, but I haven't seen it yet. 
but I already know it's like about a tumultuous relationship and that's probably not the best thing for me to watch like as I'm going through a divorce. But then the other side is this thing um, with uh, with uh, oh, what's Shorty's name? I can't remember her name, but uh, it's called oh, Sylvie's Love. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, it's yeah. the, with the sister from Creed. Tessa Thompson. Tessa, yeah, Tessa's ass. Yeah. Mm. And <laughs> the little baddie from How to Go Way to Get Away with Murders in it too. But like 10 minutes into that movie, I was like, man, this joint is so slow and boring, dog. Yeah. Like it's too joyous and delightful. Like where's the conflict? <laughs> like I can't get with this shit. And I'm just like, what part of that is me? Where I can't just enjoy something like just delightful. It's gotta be caustic for me to even be like plugged into the shit. I mean, Maybe but is that a bad thing? I think it's just, again, the universe reflecting back to me, the parts of myself that haven't healed. Like, this is something you still want to investigate. This is still where you want to navel gaze. You know, like, you know, when you, you know, pull up your shirt and you start digging in your, your, your navel dog yeah. and your belly button and you pull out all that grime, you're like, oh man, this shit is filthy. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, smell it. Yeah. <laughs> That's, there's that part of you. That's the work, you know what I'm saying? The other part of you is just like, um, I don't know. So I don't know if you've had like, what's your what's your situation with the with the kid? Like, how often is like she with you versus with the lady? So that's um, the shit I'm dealing with now. I think we're. I just, you know, I came from there mm -hmm. to record. The, I'm, I'm still there twice during the week and one day for a couple of hours, for a few hours on the weekend. Yeah. See, I'm in this space where like I want to have more time with the kids. And when I'm with the kids, like I'm on, dog. Like I'm just like a short order cook. I'm like, you know, high school, you know, excuse me, middle school principal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, I'm wearing so many, I'm you know, chief custodian. I'm wearing so many hats. But I just yeah. feel fulfilled when I'm doing that. When I'm doing that part, I'm really excited. Um and I love having them here and I love not like when they're not here, but when they're not here, I'm just like so in my head about like where I'm at. And like, this wasn't the outcome that I had in mind when I got married, I didn't get married to be alone. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's, a, it's like this conflict. Um, and I'm learning to have peace with myself in both spaces. You know what I'm saying? And I guess that's where I'm kind of ending like with this whole idea of Sylvie's love versus like, um, I think it's called Malcolm and Marie. Like maybe I can just enjoy both for what they are, what they're offering. And it doesn't have to be like, maybe I could learn to love something like Sylvie's love and enjoy that. Just like I'm readily available to enjoy something like Malcolm and Marie. Maybe it doesn't have to be so like toxic for me to enjoy it. Do you think it's a drastic change from What's having that? four kids in your house to having oh. no kids in your house? It's absolutely a drastic change, but also like this idea of my place is a drastic change. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, you know, what I communicate to the, to the kids a lot is like, this is your home as well. You know, wherever I am is home, wherever your mother is, is home. Yeah. Like you have two homes, you're fortunate that way. A lot of families look like this. The majority of families look like this now. Um, this is not something that's only happening to you that's unique to you all parents are not together, your family operates this way. And that's something I have to tell myself as well. 
Mm -hmm. um, and I guess the thing is, is like, what I'm trying to have real empathy for with my kids is like, I'm an adult processing this. They are children processing this. Yeah. So it's traumatic for all of us, but it's like <clears throat> profoundly impactful for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm not trying to like tell them as much of like what's going on and how they should feel instead of like holding space for them and hearing how they feel about it. And so I can respond accordingly. You know what I'm saying? Cause I just, at the end of the day, dude, like we talk about this a lot, I just want to be a good dad. Yeah. The best possible co-parent. You know what I'm saying? I don't want, I don't want my family situation to be dramatic because that was too much of my childhood. And that's just like the wounds that I'm trying to heal, you know, within myself is like, you know, I don't want to, you know, it's like that edible thing. Like you try to avoid something for so long and then it comes to be in your life. Yeah. Like, you know, me trying to avoid the drama from my own childhood and not dealing with it, not facing it, you know, head on is bringing it into the, you know, my kid's life. <clears throat> so that's like, you know, that's the work for me. Hmm. That's why I like niggas like, Kevin Samuels again. <laughs> they just irritate me, dog. They're just like, they're caricatures. They're not okay. real people. They're not like, there's no way that dude is like that everywhere. <laughs> there's no way you're like that everywhere. But it's like, you know, all right, here's, here's this. All right. So I remember when I, when I was uh, in high school, my brother and I would drive around like late at night, you know? Yeah. As we could, and that's all you could do in high school as a kid. Looking for trouble, yeah, yeah. Looking for trouble, and we'd often end up on K Street in DC where the prostitutes were and shit. Hilarious. Because that was like big fun. Yeah. And in addition to the like street walker, sex worker culture, like part of that is the pimp. Right. What I, which I now know is a person who exploits and beats and terrorizes women. But at the time, pimps were the most fascinating people on earth. <laughs> of course, <laughs> was a young dude. Yeah, and I remember I was. At the time I drove like a, I think a 88 Toyota Corolla with the moonroof. You couldn't tell me shit. You couldn't tell yeah. me shit at all. I had the um, My word. JBL system in it, dog. I was, I was yeah. that nigga. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm driving down the street and this dude was, um, he was next to us. He had the Lex bubble and it was like tinted out <laughs> and this nigga, this nigga had this, his sound system was like rattling his car. Uh -huh. And this nigga rolled down the window. And the first thing we saw is him putting his hand out the window and it was just yeah. covered with rings, dog. And he had this yeah. mink hat on, dog. And we were looking at him like, oh shit. And this nigga just said, y'all know what I do. <laughs> we were like, oh! Because <laughs> we knew exactly what that nigga did, dog. We were like, yo. Yeah, so lit. We were like, oh, one day, you know what I'm saying? We can aspire to be a pimp like this nigga. To be a pimp, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna aspire. Wait, uh, but now, what do you think? Like when you watch American Pimp, I, I'm still entertained by it, but I know what comes with it. Also, I know where. I don't know if you've ever seen American Pimp. Uh, every pimp in that movie. Mm -hmm. This is just a documentary film by the Hughes brothers of all people. I love the Hughes brothers, man. Yeah. I they mean, just did, they... um, what's that joint uh, on John Brown? I think it's on okay. Hulu. That shit is good, man. It's weird. So they did Menace to Society, like hood classic. Dead Presidents. Dead Presidents. 
uh, American Pimp. The Good Lord Bird. That's what it's called on uh, Hulu. What's that? Oh, that's, that's the, the one. St- it's, a, it's a reimagining of John Brown um, huh. with uh, Ethan Hawke. It's, that's very good. It's about, <laughs> and they- John, it's, about, it's about John Brown's last stand. Huh. And like whatever, and all the events leading up to it as told through the narrative of um, this like young um, mixed kid that can pa- that like passes for a girl the whole time. Very, oh very timely. <laughs> <laughs> and then anyway, did, go ahead, American Pip. And then they did Book of Book of Eli. <laughs> Book of Eli, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they did American Pimp. Every one of those pimps now either went to jail or are uh, preaching. All of them. Janelle James and, said this, who I fucking love. She, she yeah. goes so hard. She said, if I had thought about this before I started comedy, I would have just started a church. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like same hustle, dog. Was, it is the same hustle. She was so brilliant, dog. <clears throat> dog. My granddad and my dad, when he was really getting into preaching, they he had to go to church like an hour Five days a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just had to go. Look, I'm on my way. Uh, I gotta leave, so I'll see y'all at the church. Cause he had to go work on his sermon. In his set and together. Get his. He had to get his set list together. Okay, let me hit all the hit. I'm gonna do all the hits, right? Uh, Lucia Holt. My dad was all, would always say. Uh, Lucia Holt, um, uh, but he, you know, he said it in a preacher way. Yeah, uh, holding his ear. Lucia Holt. <laughs> yeah, Southern Baptist. Uh, Southern Pentecostal. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, dog. Pentecostal. That's why I don't go to church now. That real religion, old that, time yeah. religion. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's that. You know, hymn book, page fifty four. Uh, at the cross, at the cross. It's, a, it's, it's, it's the kind of church where you start singing before the music start playing. Fuck yeah. <laughs> they, oh, this is what, okay, let me, boom, bap, boom, bap. Uh, <laughs> That's the only part of the church in the light, dog. If I could have just gone for the music ministry, I think I would have had a much better experience with, with the church. Uh, that, I mean. Just that part. That was mostly everybody, man. They, 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 that's why they stuck it in the middle. They always put the, <laughs> the you, A and B selection in the middle. You know how I know that's true? Did you watch um, another joint on Hulu, um, Amazing Grace? It's a documentary on um, mm. Aretha Franklin, where she- I don't she, think so. She, she's recording her album live. Like Spike Lee produced it. Man, that joint is so good. Uh, it's like- Oh, I gotta moving. check it out. So yeah. good, dog. But go you ahead. I'm what? sorry, man. What's the American? What's the American Pips thread? But right quick, I don't hate um, gospel I, music. It's risky when I listen to uh, gospel movies because it either goes it's two extremes. I I hate it, no, nah. or I love it. There's no so, possibility you'll hate Amazing Grace. This shit is phenomenal, yeah. dog. If it's good singing, nigga, it's Aretha yeah. Franklin, dog. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and well, a choir behind her. That's and a lit. choir behind her. He- nigga, I'm telling you, dog. Watch it after this shit. Out. 
you'll be like, man, I'm about to have this in heavy rotation. I'm gonna check it out. I've already watched it like three times, nigga. Damn. And you didn't go to church. I mean, so <laughs> you sound like my ex-wife. <laughs> I mean, I'm not so judging. I don't here's, go. See, this is the thing about y'all, these these children of ministers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Niggas routinely did not go to church five nights a week. So when you say a person didn't go to church, I probably went to church a hundred times total in my life, right? Maximum. <laughs> but that's that was three months for y'all niggas. <laughs> Dog, I went to church. Man, we had all kind. We had reasons to go. We had a. Um, I mean. Revival during the summer they had something called convocation convocation where you just went to church. You was just at church all week, man. And Jesus. my mother would just say, Why though? All right, here's the <laughs> here's the game plan. So you're gonna go, um, we're gonna go Monday night at this time, and then we're gonna leave at this time because I gotta go to work the next day. And then when I get off work the next day, we're going to go from this time to this time. And man, if we didn't do it that whole week and then Sunday, it was just church all day, man. They had like a, and all the churches in Waco were on the black side of town. I mean, the east side of town, which is every, you know, every city is the, the black people are on the east side, but every, so when you come outside, it's, you know, hey, what y'all doing up in Nura? We at church, you know this is the church. <laughs> they would have to have people in the parking lot to guard the cars. Cause you know, niggas would try to steal. <laughs> niggas was robbing church members. Like jump, like can't leave your windows rolled down cause all the churches were on the east side. So- you think they was gonna go across town to the white side to rob them churches, dog? <laughs> shit. They would get shot like a shotgun to the face. Ain't nobody going to, uh, I'm trying to think of a church. What was on it? I don't even know what was on the north side. First, first, uh, whatever it was, all their churches were numbered. Our churches were um, Abundant Life, Good Hope. Uh, <laughs> abundant Life was the church with all the girls. So we were like, Can we, are we going to Abundant Life this week? Yeah. You got damn right. Yeah. Yo, so here's the thing that I think is hilarious. <laughs> Everything in moderation. See, all y'all niggas that went to church every day don't yep. go to church at all, haven't nope. read the Bible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nope. don't want no parts of it whatsoever. Nope. But then niggas like me who went to church like a handful of times in their life, very spiritually inclined, looking into like the higher order, like <laughs> principles, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh huh. everything in moderation, dog. Like, you, you kind of find the path for you that works for you everything's not meant for you when it's when you're indoctrinated into shit it's hard to have a joy a space of joy for it dog yeah it's tough especially when you still i still kind of have that in me maybe that's where a lot of those old school um i mean but i still kind of go against it though like the the marriage and all of that i'm still kind of like hey, is that the best thing for me is that the best thing for uh for any man with options. I don't know. Why? Because why do you why do you even think about marriage? 
like like for me it's like a lot of what i'm doing now is getting to the root of things like uh-huh. what is marriage a logical choice a natural choice a choice that you would make for yourself absent of society well, i'm trying to think outside of myself but if i'm no i'm talking about honest, for you no why absolutely not but answer me, why think about why yeah no because i don't see the benefit of it for me i don't think what? it benefits me in the least to okay. be married to a woman who is yes she's my wife but even there was such from, a pregnant pause there i thought I was, <laughs> to be married to a say, woman <laughs> yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. is this is this your is this your coming out too <laughs> no if i could marry a man and not be gay i would because <laughs> I mean, we ain't having sex with each other. We just married. Isn't that the entire <laughs> plot of like Will and Grace? I think so. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is it Will and Grace? Some there's something like that. Like it, it was one of those shows where they were faking like they were women. Oh, that's Bosom Buddies. But uh, what's the other one? That was no, Tom what? Hanks' big uh, big break. Hilarious. Uh, Three's okay. company that he was acting gay. Jack Tripper was acting gay, so that way right. they wouldn't think because they couldn't cohabitate. But anyway, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So if you couldn't, no. if you... No. Would you choose marriage? I wouldn't choose marriage. I'm not saying that I wouldn't commit to one woman. I would say that for me, marriage just doesn't... Um, I don't know. Logically, it doesn't, it doesn't compute. How about emotionally? Emotionally? Well, what's the emotion? That I love somebody and I'm that I'm uh, want to be with them forever. That's there. Why do I need a piece of paper to solidify it? Uh, okay, so now need, we're getting to the now we're getting to the heart of it. So it's the why obligation. Do I need, why do I need the government to be involved in something that I feel in my emotions for someone else? Now but is I get it really that the government? A, yeah. So what about the government's role? What role does government play in a marriage? I think Truly. the big thing, I think the big thing is the, uh, say, and in this, in my case, it could happen. Um, if either of us get deathly sick, we need to be able to uh, sign for each other in case something happens, you know? Um, you guys are in, well, She's in Maryland, right? And you, you're in Virginia. Yes. I think the, I think Maryland has different rules about that than I'm sure. Virginia does, because Virginia is yeah. the Commonwealth. But if I had the choice, I mean, and I've been up and down. I mean, when I was in my twenties, mm-hmm. I was, I would think every every girl that I had sex with, I was like, I think that maybe she'll be the one. <laughs> What's that? Ah, she's remember, she's the one. Remember <laughs> intro. <laughs> let me be, let me be, let me be the one. That nigga died of AIDS. Remember him? <laughs> the, <laughs> the lead singer died of AIDS. <laughs> the one you come run into. And then they sang, uh, they did a cover of uh Stevie Wonder song. They did a ribbon in the sky. <clears throat> Whenever I think about singers and like children AIDS. and I, no, I think about like Bob Marley and Raheem Devon. 
Like if I was just a singing ass nigga, I would do. Go nah. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. I just have so many children, dog. <laughs> like, let, let me be profoundly successful. Like, I already have four kids, dog. But let me be, like, renowned in the world, dog. Of course I would have all the children. But the thing is, believe like... Believe in me. Oh, believe in me. How many does he have? How many does Raheem Devon have? Any from DC? I feel like it's five. I feel like it's at least five or eight. That's not a lot for his fame, dog. Nigga. Uh, <laughs> That's not a lot for his fame. I got fame. four kids. Five is a lot of kids. God. <laughs> it's a lot of kids. <laughs> and I think it's a legend. I mean, for like his Bob fame. Bob Marley has like 38 kids or something like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's legend. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you're a legend. He got 30 damn kids. But here's the thing to, the, <laughs> to your point about. reggae. And all the niggas sound like him, dog. All of them sound like that nigga, though. The new and they nigga, look like him, too. The new nigga, um, Skip Marley, has that song with her. Man, that nigga sounds just like Bob Marley. I'm like, and the thing is about these niggas, they'll always be successful because all they have to do is sing their dad's songs anywhere. Oh, and yep. they're killing it, dog. Yep. Get up. Stand up. But shout out to Rita stand Marley, though, because without right. Rita Marley, them niggas would not be billionaires living in Ghana. I'm saying living their life. <laughs> Tough gong. No, it, it's funny, dude. Having, I don't, I don't even know if it's having kids. Yeah, it is. Having kids and being a dad was always way more exciting to me than the idea of marriage. Okay. I never wanted to be married. Like, if I'm being honest, like, I just like, I thought that at the time, marriage was the best possible environment to raise a child. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two people committed to the task of raising a child. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And in my case, children. Um, the problem was is that the marriage was sacrificed. The relationship was sacrificed as a result of like us being dedicated to just these roles. Okay, to be a good dad and to be a good mom, you got to cook, clean, and make money. None of that is like have sex, go on date night, have fun, talk, work through mm -hmm. shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> None of that yeah. is in the equation at all. And then, you know, you're both walking into that with the models that your parents gave you. And, you know, I'm not gonna knock her people, but I know my people, you know, they had their, they had plenty of shit to work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know, like, uh, I'm not worried about the government's role in my marriage in as much as like, I know it's a hustle. Like I know that it's more favorable tax-wise to be married, I know that it's more favorable, like you said, to protect your interest, um, like the, the to who you get to will shit to, to who like is to be like a custodian of your, you know, your estate. Yeah. You know, should something happen, you Life. know, to you. Like I get all that part about it, but but nothing about marriage makes sense to me. Okay. And I'm not trying to knock it. I just maybe it's just this Western idea of marriage, but if just, you, yeah, I don't like the idea that one person has to be everything for you. Yep. That shit is ridiculous, dog. It's it's a little, I mean. Tony Woods taught me that. <laughs> He's like, one person can't be everything to you, dog. <laughs> so. But he also said, stay, he said, stay with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> he said, none of this shit is real. None of it's real. Play it 
play it anyway. He was, did you see the movie? Did you see the movie The Banker with Anthony uh, Mackie no. and Sam Jackson? It's a, it's good, man. It's pretty good. There's a lot of he where he says, um, even a rig game is fun to play. <laughs> you know yeah. I, I just don't and until I, you know, if I find somebody that's that's like Hey, look, did I, I want to get, I want to be married. I want to be a married woman. Then, and I'm dating them. Then I go, okay. But it's, I'm, I'm, I don't want to do it. And I doubt I will ever <laughs> want to. Why would I put myself in that position as a man? Why would I put myself in that position as a woman? Why would she put herself in that position? Guess there's a lot of say. guess what I'm about to say. There's, there's some there's some uh, there are the some, there's some pros. There's some pros to women being married and some cons. And there's some pros to men being married. And there are definitely cons. Marriage. So why would we for, put ourselves quite honestly in benefits place? men far more than it benefits women? Oh, you got to explain this, dog. I really it's just don't proven, believe it's you. proven by data. It's like really men live longer. Really, they're emotionally healthier. They're they're physically healthier. Um, they feel more fulfilled. Mm. Uh, like they they have a space where they can open themselves up to be more vulnerable and learn and discover more about themselves. That's where they learn to father, which opens up new chambers. And like <laughs> like it's been proven time and time again. But it destroys. What if? Women. <laughs> what, if huh, what if you're not married, but you're mm -hmm. with somebody that you really love, mm -hmm. right? You have your daughter. Or you sure. have a kid. Sure. And I, there's I, no pressure from the mom whatsoever to get married. That's no part of the discussions at all. No. Then I think it's, you can make something beautiful there. Absolutely. As long as both of you guys are very clear and authentic about what the two of you want and what mm -hmm. you're looking to build together, then absolutely it could work. I think where it gets Bloody torn ass. asunder is where two people come in with hidden agendas. Yeah. Like where yeah. where motherfuckers like, I mean, he he's been with me for like six years. I mean, surely he's gonna propose. Like we have a whole child. We, you know, we has a home. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm hoping he will at some point. <laughs> right. When he's clearly saying, I'm never getting married. I don't even understand why people do. And you going, uh-huh, I don't either. He's gonna propose. A therapist always <laughs> checks me on okay. that. He's like, he's make she's like, make sure you demonstrate. Mm. what it is you're saying mm. like you gotta those things have to align because that's where i'm getting caught up now tim a lot of the shorties that i'm dating are like <laughs> it's like a, it's like <laughs> they're like i can't keep seeing you because you are giving me all the signs of the, the guy that i want to marry <laughs> and i'm and i don't want to get caught up in you but and not, oh. not and not find my husband, not be available for my husband, and I'm like, oh, that's yeah. <laughs> but then I have to check yeah. myself. Like, am I putting out that like I want to be your husband joint vibe? You know who said that? Who? Patrice. <laughs> he said he he exhibits all the good shit of a man, and eventually, when the women realize that I'm not gonna marry him, they leave. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I want to check myself that I said I want to be very careful about what I speak into the world and articulate. I don't want to keep saying that shit if that's not something I believe. Like, I do mm -hmm. believe that there's women out there that are be receptive to just wanting to be with me and be present with me in this space, in my journey of self-discovery. And they'll be on their journey of self-discovery. And maybe we're just aligned there. Like, we're figuring ourselves out, you know, and we're sharing our time. Because for me, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I had this principle, like it kind of, no. kind of became solidified when my dad died, um, that all relationships are temporary. Mm -hmm. So for me, if all relationships relationships are temporary, what is this idea to have something of permanence in a relationship coming from? I think it really honestly comes from fear of being alone. And like the more time I spend alone, the less I, I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of it. Mm. And then I can just enjoy when I am in somebody's company that I do want to be with. I don't have to yeah. think about it. I'm just like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. It doesn't have to mean anything. I'm enjoying you right now. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that the, you know, the work that people put into marriage, because there's a lot of people getting married. <laughs> and from what I just from what I've seen, man, it, everything goes down. Like everything goes down. The attraction goes down unless you do the work, which how much work are you going to be doing? Those things don't happen right now. Like they don't happen with us <laughs> in our relationships now. You know where I'm going with this. I mean, the women that's... that we're dating, the, there's a certain energy that you feel that when I was in a long term relationship, I didn't feel that same energy. Yeah, but I mean, I felt, for me, it, it felt uh, robotic. It felt like we have to do this or formulaic. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like it's very if, transactional. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. this to get this or mm -hmm. I'm not doing this. And I hope that. Uh, that I hope that she doesn't think that I'm doing this to get anything. I'm just doing it to see, right? And then depending on how she responds, then I'll, you know, I'll know where I need, what I need to do based off of that. I feel everybody that tells me that they want to get married, I tell them to open a joint account with the woman they're dating and then Funny. move in and then see what Hilarious. happens. Yeah, don't get married yet. Do, <laughs> just, just do those do, two things Yeah, for like three years. Yeah. And what a lot of like medical research has proven is that what happens to relationships and why the attraction fades and deteriorates is that when you start to cohabitate, you start to view your significant other as a sibling. Yeah. And nobody wants to, I mean, hopefully, nobody wants to fuck their you know, brother and sister. I mean, I'm sure the is Republicans it? do, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but typically, you know, normal people don't want to do that shit. So, um, and then expectations versus reality. Like, I remember I used to say this a lot, like the things that you tolerate from your girlfriend, you would never allow, you know, allow or permit your wife, you know, you'd never endure from your wife because there's a, there's a role change, there's a sea level change. Like mm -hmm. now, now there is a sense of obligation. 
And yep. for me, that's like what that's what truly like um, that's what truly impacted my marriage. Like this this um, this cast that we created for each other about what roles yep. we needed to meet. Like how she needed to be. Um, like my mom or so unlike my mom and how I need to be like her dad or not like her dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that shit gets yeah. old up. So for, and I mean, and that, what's gross about that is like, if you're married to someone wanting them to be your parent, you're not gonna wanna fuck them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nope. <laughs> like, nobody wants to fuck their mom nope. or dad. You know what I'm nope. saying? Or if so, you feel like they're your mom, yeah. If you feel like they're, it's like, I don't wanna go in there, she in there. Like I used to do my mom. I don't wanna talk about, <laughs> My homework when I go in yeah. there. You don't want to watch porn. Her. You don't want to watch porn with your mom. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No one's doing that. You know what I'm no. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, dog. Like, I feel like because you know I've been dating, I've been meeting a lot of different women, and women have a lot of different situations. The women that I found that are the happiest are the women that have kids already. Mm-hmm. have a great relationship with the father yep they're you know both dating they're both settled you know what i mean they got their money together no emotions no and they're and, each other nothing no like and they're that. and no they're drama. well it's not even yeah no drama and if there is drama it's, it's drama circumference around like how they're going to raise their children right. and uh they're doing the work those are the women that yeah. are like profoundly like and maybe that's just kind of like where I am in the world, like what I'm reflecting into the universe, like what that's what I truly want. Um, but I'm starting, I'm trying to check myself on saying like, I don't want to get married. That's not for me. Marriage is dumb. And more saying that's not for me. Yeah. You know, where I am now, that's not for me. Cause I don't really know what the future holds, dog. Yeah. You know, maybe um, Kenya Moore will leave her current husband, you know what I'm saying? And be like, you know, Kenya Russ. Moore? always loved Kim. Miss USA 1993, nigga, I've always loved her. Or maybe Tiana Paris. Maybe Tiana Paris right. is like, look, you know, I'm good. I got all this Marvel Disney money now. You know what I'm saying? I just want to be with you. Who's <laughs> Tiana Paris? Nigga, please. Did you, have you been watching WandaVision? No. Have you seen Chirac? No. Did you, all right, you don't watch black movies. This is hard. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think she was one. in um, Survivor's Remorse. She was in uh, nope. Survivor's Empire. Remorse. I she think I in, what tried to in? watch that. Did Empire you see uh, uh, Dear White People? No. The movie. Nigga. No. Oh, that was too, that was too uh, whatchamacallit for to, me. That was too upfront. Dear White People. I mean, that, there's, there's a better title. That title was perfect. It needed to be Lost triggering. Lost me at the title. No, nah, I needed Lost to be me triggering. At the title. Because you couldn't take your white girlfriend to go see it. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Because we were like, hey, babe, let's go see this. And let's go watch Dear White People. I couldn't watch that, man. She's like, nigga, please. <laughs> let's go watch Love Actually again. <laughs> But the notebook's coming on TBS. <laughs> I just sent you uh, Tayana Paris's IG, dot. Oh, my goodness. She's phenomenal, son. If Tayana Paris was like, Russ, listen, I know you've been out here dating. You know what I'm saying? I've been out here working and grinding, making all this Marvel Disney money. 
you know, and I just, I'm ready to settle. You know what I'm saying? I know you like to travel. I'm gonna have to travel a lot for work. You know what I'm saying? I know you're like, you know, practicing being an ethical slut, you know, do this polyamory thing. You know, I gotta do these scenes with these hot stars, you know? Maybe we could just, you know, have something for us that's our part of the world that no one else needs to see. And then, you know, we have to live, we live our lives like that. I'll be like, well, you know, you know. <laughs> and, you, and then you give her a long pause and then Miguel starts playing as you look up at her. Do you like love? <laughs> Me too. Right. But that's what the censored version. <laughs> yeah, of course. I like Jennifer. That's it. Fell What's off, the real version? Do you like drugs? He got married, dog. Yeah. He got married he or whatever? Off. He got married to. He got married. Ain't that some shit? He got married and can't sing no more. <laughs> Is that true? Maybe it's just like um, Maxwell and Sade and shit. And he's just like sitting in the cut working on an album for 10 years. <laughs> he, so we doing all this shit for sex, right? So if you got married, then you don't need to be singing all these albums no more. No, we so, cracked that code in the last podcast. Who was that? The truth is, you and I, we're not doing it for sex. We're doing it because we want intimacy and connection and we go to it through sex. Interesting. We get to it through sex. So you remember that, I don't. I yeah. thought it was all about, uh, not all about sex, but <clears throat> the connection, yeah, I can, I can see that. That was, that's my, that's my big thing. <clears throat> and that's another thing my therapist says, would, says, sex is a place you go, not a thing you do. Mm. Very powerful, dog. Cause I've been like in these relationships where there's sex and no love or love and no sex. And I'm like, nigga, I deserve both. <laughs> I want all yeah. things. You know what I'm yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, you, you know, that's what you're choosing for yourself. That's the work dog. You got a lot of this shit that happens to you is the shit that you've chosen for yourself. You got to figure out like how you're showing up in the world, how you're moving. Like I'm sure maybe Miguel's just happy as fuck. Maybe he doesn't want to sing no more, you know, about date raping chicks with drugs. <laughs> like maybe he just wants to be with his wife. <laughs> beautifully. How you sing about date rape? Oh, <laughs> Roofies. Beautifully. This nigga, nigga. sings is about roofing chicks, <laughs> getting them drunk out of their mind. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they get down and I think I think Portugal, Miguel nigga. was successful like pre-Me Too. <laughs> oh, he was, yeah. And then Me Too movement hit and he was like, Well, that was my career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had to switch it up. He needs to get on his Stop Raheem Devine. Adorning these women, they're yeah. coming back with headaches. Raheem Devine just worships women and impregnates them. Believe in me, oh. believe in me. That's how most of them <laughs> niggas do, though. <laughs> I don't, be I don't believe women. in women. Condoms. <laughs> I don't want nothing to come between you and I. Real Not thing. something man-made should come between what God created for us. <laughs> you don't want this plastic right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> then the rebirth of love. That nigga. <clears throat> um, where can they find you at, man? I'm everywhere at, at, at Russ underscore jokes, predominantly on IG. That's my platform of choice. Um, I'm going to be moderating a panel on the Black Panthers come Monday. Um, okay. I'll send you the link so you can put it out. Not only the Black Panthers, but also on Black Panther the movie. Two things I love. Um, that should be pretty fun. But that's it. Yeah, is this the movie? Got. Is this the movie um, that's coming out Friday? With uh, oh, that's I can't uh, wait Chris for that. Is it Judas with and that the Black or... Messiah? 
Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. This is 2018 Black Panther. But yeah, I'm looking for looking forward to that one Dan, with uh David Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, yeah. and uh, Lakeith. Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. Yeah, that shit looks real good. And Dominique, I think um, she's been getting a lot of burn as of late. Like she got like knighted basically by like Jamie Foxx as like someone to know. The comedian? That shit, no, 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 no. It's a it's a young sister. Oh, okay. That shit looks real. I think she plays. Um, uh, I can't even think for some reason. I guess I'm tired. You know, get me up best my bedtime and shit. I'm, yeah, I know, man. I'm an 80 year old man on on quarantine time. Dog. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check out Russ Green. Send me that link. I'll put it in the description box on the podcast. Uh, I'll probably put the video out too, even though I'm facing this way, the most of the for most of it. But I can't even see my. I always turn my shit off because I don't. I don't need to see oh, me. Yeah, because oh, it's just weird. I want to be like engaged in you. You know, we all have that vanity. So when yeah, we have yeah. our camera, we're looking at ourselves like, oh shit, look at my. Yeah, how's my thing um, on my face? Is my man? shit yeah. uh, how my lips looking? You know, Cause I'm, yeah, because I'm looking at you as opposed to looking at the camera, which makes more sense. But I don't want to look at a damn camera. Looking at the camera is ridiculous. It's weird. actually they teach you in media training not to do that unless you're doing commercials. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In shorts, and you got to do this shit the whole time, which is really fucking annoying. You just got to get used to it. But I'm still yeah. facing this way, but I'm looking this way. It's still not working. It's not right. Anyway. Get your editing game on and like flip the camera or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fuck right, Kevin Samuels it. and the rest of these toxic <laughs> clowns and love the women that you're dating. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, and be kind and go get, you'll get, you'll have a much better time. <laughs> You can learn to be happy within yourself. And you might even learn to like women. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you might learn to like them. That's the name of the podcast. You might learn to like learning to like women. <laughs> hey y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you, brother, for joining me again, man. Anytime, brother. Um uh, I will uh uh talk to you soon. Cool, cool, cool. Um love you, bro. Love you too, man. Well, that <laughs> that was Russ Green, of course, as always, uh, you know, breaking it, breaking down the not the knowledge. Uh, I'm still I still like Kevin Samuels, man. I don't care what nobody say, but he does have a point. Um, he could he's a little he's a little a little rough. So I'll have to look into that. My 20 year old self likes him. Huh? Interesting. Check out Russ at Russ Jokes on everything, uh, any platform you can think of. And um, check the description box for the link to his panel that he's doing on Black Panther from 2018. All right. Not the new movie that's coming out about the Black Panthers. The movie from Marvel (laughs) about Black Panther. Okay, the king of uh, Wakanda. Uh, Check me out. The Tim D. Miller on IG. Um, I have a couple shows coming up. I'll let you know about them. And uh, in the description box. And thank you all for listening, man. I appreciate it. Peace.